Welcome to the Latin Wealth Podcast, a podcast dedicated to educating the Latino community about entrepreneurship, investing, and business. Yo, what's going on, Latin Wealth family? Welcome to another episode to Wealth Wednesday, and this is your first time tuning in. This is a show where we come on every single Wednesday and we talk about trending news, trending topics from a Latino's perspective. And the reason why we did this and decided to create this show, in addition to the Friday interviews that we put out, is because, let's be honest, if you turn on the TV, you turn on the news outlet, you go on social, typically the people that are talking about this information, they do not look like us. I wanted to bet my last dollar that they don't look like us. So um, it was important for us to come to our community and, you know, Jeremiah and I have different backgrounds and present you guys with this information, right? Especially from Latinos that look like y'all that come from where you guys come from and, you know, talk how you guys talk, right? And have been through what you guys been through. Um, and, you know, we just want to make it as relatable as possible for you guys. So you can actually apply the information that we're talking about on here. So Wealth Wednesday, uh, thank you for tuning in. Also, I mentioned the Friday interviews. Uh, we've been putting those out pretty consistently. If you have not checked out last week, I would highly recommend you go check that one out. Uh, we had a fellow Boricua uh, artist on, and it was it was a pretty dope conversation. Just you know, diving into his mindset, uh, up and coming artist, and also an entrepreneur. You know, we always look at some of these musicians or even you know different artists and whatnot. Where we just kind of assume that they get paid somehow, but we don't know how it happens, right? We don't know the work that goes into, um, you know, them being able to sustain their career. So had a dope conversation with this interview or with this individual on the interview and go ahead and check that episode out. And uh, with all that being said, enough of me talking, uh, we're going to dope, we're going to drive into these dope episodes or these dope conversations today. Uh, Jeremiah, What's going on, bro? How you feeling today? Feeling good, man. It's good to be back. Phenomenal episode last week. Sitting there taking notes yeah. uh, on both sides, man. I saw you asking wonderful questions, um, and it was it was just a great episode. Fully appreciative with Toby, uh, but it's good to be back, man. Yeah, for sure. And the episode that he's referring to is last Wealth Wednesday's episode, which um, another look. We've been putting out this this content. <laughs> She's trying to give you guys value. So Wealth Wednesday last week, we had uh, Toby on for a part two, talking about how you can leverage your credit to buy different businesses. And last week, we spent pretty much the whole episode on building your business credit and how you can leverage that again to, uh, you know, elevate your business, purchase businesses, and just, you know, just do different things, create additional streams of income. So if you want to check out that episode as well. Feel free to do that. Uh, but yes, glad glad to have you back. We missed you on that episode. And um, speaking about being back, I just came back from Puerto Rico with my wife. Um, you know, we'll quickly dive into this and we'll get into the topics. But yeah, I had a phenomenal time in, in the homeland, the motherland. And uh, man, I was telling Jeremiah every time, the, this is the second time I've been back. And every time I've been back, I almost feel honored to be back on that land and just to sure. just be on this, this soil that my ancestors were on and, you know, just 
going to the beaches, going to the waterfalls and just driving around. Um, man, it was, I don't know, man. I don't think words can describe how you feel going back to your homeland. Like it's just, it's just a different vibe, you know what I'm saying? Different feeling. Always. I think it's like, uh, well, for me, it is home. Right. And then, right. but it's, it's, I want, like, I wanted to ask you, did, did it feel homely? Like, you feel at rest, like honored, but like your soul just kind of like feels at rest. Like you just belong there. Bro, a hundred percent. And it, it kind of gave me the chills when you said that because it does. And I had a conversation with, um, speaking about artists way back in the days, I had uh, a, a Puerto Rican artist on one of my podcasts. It was like before the pandemic and she's from Puerto Rico. And I was having a conversation with her and she's like, yo, every time I go back, the best way I can describe going back to Puerto Rico is like when you get off that plane, it's just like a warm hug. Like mm. it's just that's and I'm like, I've took that analogy ever since then. And that's the truth, because mm. like a warm hug from your grandma or your, your mother or, you know, someone that you love, like you belong here. You're supposed to be here. Um, and, you know, we miss you. You know, welcome home. And I feel like, you know, I mean, um, you and I talk about it, but. I don't know where you're going to retire, but I'll tell you all the time, like, as far as me and when I'm going to retire, that's where I'm retiring. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. um, me and my wife, we said we want to go there, maybe have a home in the country, have a home in the city as well, because I'm a city guy there. Mm -hmm. But just, you know, enjoying the land um, and then just like really get into enjoy the culture. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's nothing like Boricua culture. Um, I don't think anywhere in the world, mm -hmm. by the way, <laughs> shout out to us, bro, because we were voted the perfect human. I don't know if people read that. You look it up. Go look on Google. That's what they said. Puerto Ricans, but I, I'm I'm I'll only telling it. the truth. <laughs> That's all. But um, no, man, it's it's to go to the beautiful beaches to be able to experience mm -hmm. the culture. Just walking through the streets, you're going to experience the culture. You see years and centuries of architect. You see the you know the coming together and the melting pot that makes us Boricua, which is you know three different groups of people. You know, you had the natives, you had the African, you had the Spanish people. You see it all come together in a beautiful melting pot. And that's what it is. And I, you know, I was looking at your pictures and stuff. And I was like, man, this dude is happy. I saw you on the beach. And yeah, I was like, man, I know great. he is so relaxed right now. Yeah. Um, and I was like, yes, yeah, about time for me to book my trip. Book your trip. And, you know, um, the people listening may not know, but I actually met up with Brandon out there. Oh, word. Yeah, Brandon. So one of our friends, Jeremiah and I's friend, he lives on the city, the east side of the island. And I went to the west side and he drove two hours and was hanging out with us. And first thing he said was, welcome home, bro. Welcome <laughs> That's home. That's what he told me. So no, it, was, it was great. to, And, you know, um, you know, the people there, phenomenal, great people. You just yeah. go to the beach and they, they ask you how you're doing, where are you from? Yeah. You know, are you enjoying yourself? Have you went here? Have you tried this? And um, yeah, man, it was just like it's it's dope. And obviously, the west side and the east side is just like two different parts of the yeah. island, man. Like oh, for sure, it's a lot slower. You know, I'm, I'm used to Dallas driving 80 miles an hour. <laughs> the speed limit 45. Yeah, I gotta relax yeah. out here, man. You gotta chill, take it easy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And just be in the moment, enjoy your surroundings. Did you get to go to? Um... Any of the the actual natural sites, the caves with the faces and everything that you get a chance to visit. We didn't that? get to do that. We did go to a waterfall. 
Okay. That was like I forgot the name of it, but it was like in the mountains, bro. We had a we had a little Toyota Corolla. <laughs> we was going up these yeah. little windy roads, man. It winding. Was, yeah. It was crazy, but we we went up there and uh, man, it was just peaceful up there. My, I was surprised. My wife was like, out of everything we did, that was like her favorite thing was going up the road and um, going to that waterfall, which is peaceful. It's the little things, man. It puts yeah. it puts the soul at peace. And yeah. then you came back fully recharged a little fully bit recharged. before the beginning of the year, right? Yeah. So it's like it ends the year on a peaceful note and gets you ready and recharged to start sure. 2024, like on a whole elevated level. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. So definitely had a great time out there. Um, speaking about recharging and getting ready for 2024. Um, jumping into our topics, lower interest rates are coming. And we want to dive into what this means for you guys, what this means for your money and whatnot. So interest rates are higher than they've been since more than 20 years, right? It's been a historic run with the interest rate hikes by the feds, mm -hmm. um, but they're at a place where they want to kind of cool off and, you know, help with the inflation. And so the feds predict that there's going to be um, three interest rate cuts in 2024, which it's pretty crazy to, to think about. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see what are going to, what's going to be the results of these cuts. Uh, before we jump into that, Jeremiah, what what are your thoughts about this, man? Um, well, obviously, after doing eleven hikes, yeah, three cuts sounds really good, right? Um, and obviously, it'll stimulate the economy. You'll have people that are get back in the house market. All right, the housing market right now has been hurt significantly. Um, housing prices have appreciated. The interest rate was so high, you couldn't afford to finance money, right, to actually go and purchase the home. So see home i could see homes you know some things switching up maybe if supply and demand levels out so you'll start to see that getting a little bit better probably um but but at the same time it has to kind of be managed i think expectations have to be managed in 2021 you could purchase a home for about 2.9 percent interest right which is really low it's a great deal mm -hmm. everyone that took advantage of that or were refinancing and everything everything worked out really really good for them if you didn't not so much right um, I don't think we'll ever see back down in the twos. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You may have a great deal or something, but, um, I think the norm now for interest rates are just going to be at about anywhere between four to 5%, a little bit above five. Mm -hmm. So still much better than where we were at with 8%, but I, I feel like it, I feel like we have to manage that. And start spending all over again, mm. the Fed starts hiking the rates back up again because they have to cool the economy. So, yeah. So my thoughts on this is if they slash the interest rate, mm -hmm. I would think the prices of, you know, like you said, supply and demand. So if interest mm -hmm. rates goes up or, or they're slashed, then you're going to see more people jump into the housing market, more people jump into the housing market. Then I would assume that there's going to be a price increase, right? Because it's going to be the demand is going to exactly. be there. Exactly. Could you argue not only housing prices, but like just everyday goods going up in prices as well, even though they are already high as it is? Like, can you see groceries I mean, and stuff going up even more? Well, I think you'll have a cut in groceries. I've already seen it. 
I've seen them go down quite a considerable bit. Uh, groceries and utilities are two of the factors that they don't actually factor into the, um, you know, our, if we said that, oh, we're in inflation, they actually exclude those from inflation because they're so volatile. Mm, so okay. when you start to see cuts in groceries, eggs, meat, stuff like that going down, cereal, right? Um, and then your gas, electricity per kilowatt, when you start to see that come down, then you know you're probably headed in the right direction. Um, but I can see, I can see, I can see the houses part coming down. So it's like a, it's like a seesaw, right? In a balance. But like you said, they'll lower the interest rate. People rush back into the housing market. So people start raising the prices of houses. It's still better than now because you got a lower interest rate. True, so it's, it still makes more sense. But at the same time, if you're, what if they double the price that it is now well then the lower interest rate won't even really matter and that's what we've seen in years past so that's why i said it's kind of a catch-22 kind of mm -hmm. you would you really just have to see which way they're going which direction do you see gas prices coming down in california i do actually okay. um probably about a month and month and a half ago we were at a little bit under six dollars um I, I just i just put gas the yesterday and it was 389 we haven't seen the threes in damn four or five years maybe since i've been here like i think when i first moved it was 390 or something like that but like yeah so i can see it coming down and i know if it's coming down in california it's coming down everywhere you else. don't want to know how how much it is out here two dollars close uh regular is i think the lowest i've seen was like 224. yep which is nuts. I used to always make fun of it because, you know, I lived in Texas freaking yeah. 20 years and I used to just sit and be like, oh man, I can't even imagine. And then I'm here and I'm like, this is what I imagine. Yeah, like, yeah. It's anywhere from exactly like I imagine. Anywhere from 224 to 250, depending on where you go. That's I mean, and that's solid. That's I could it's gonna be in the ones probably very soon. You know, barrel of oil, those things have been cut. So when you start to see utilities and, and those prices, those are indicators that the economy is trying to level itself out. But you, you'll always have someone be greedy, right? And the housing market is sure. so it's so volatile. So, yeah, yeah we'll see. So the, the, one of the reasons why they're, they're, they're slashing interest rate is because of the inflation rate, right? Does that have something Correct. to do with it? So right now it's sitting at, 3.1% basically last year was 7%. They mm -hmm. want to get it around 2%. Um, yeah. Is the reason why they want to get it around 2% is because a little inflation, does that show signs of growth in the economy? Um, that just allows the dollar to remain strong. Okay. Um, what ends up happening when inflation goes, the value of the dollar decreases. So right now, if you compare, not to get super technical, but if you compare the dollar versus the British pound, Right, British pound, it would take like one dollar and fifty cents to equal mm -hmm. one British pound, right? Yeah. The yeah. euro is like a dollar thirty to equal one euro. And so it's just understanding how the actual economy works. So macro on the big scale, you want the dollar to be um, a staple that it's been. You want it to be the the standard, essentially. And the way you get back to that is making the dollar stronger. So as you see that exchange rate between very strong currencies and the dollar lower to where like the dollar it's a one-to-one -one. 
Because if it's one to one across the board, the dollar, the pound, euro, that I mean, that probably won't happen. But if it was one to one all the way across the board, the dollar is very strong. Mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, have that's you the ever thought. have you ever seen or been in a time where they slashed interest rate three times in one year, and what were the results during in that one year? Uh hmm. or even two is something comparable. Yeah. So you can look at the back end or the tail end of the recession, mm-hmm. right? Like 2010, 2011. Mm-hmm. And then you saw it kind of getting a lot, getting better in 12. This is people like, dude, I was only like fifth grade. I understand. But in 2008, obviously there was a, <laughs> there was a huge recession that was started. Um, subprime lending, stuff like that. Right. Get into that. But yeah, that's, that's the last time I saw it happen. And what ended up happening is, is it did boost the economy, but that was after such a, it was a low. Um, mm-hmm. We're not at that place yet. It's tracking, but we didn't. We haven't officially hit numbers like that yet. So it's very hard to. It's very different or difficult to say how things work because one yeah. thing that people don't think about is that this is a generation. Two thousand eight was fifteen years ago, almost sixteen. There's a whole generation of children that grew up that were like yeah. six or seven. Then they're now in their twenties. They're now. The young adults that are in the workforce and making decisions and right and so it's a different mindset than say myself who was just getting out of college it's a different generation and so the thought process of that generation this generation that's coming up is all digital mm-hmm. i was still analog partly right and so the way you think about handling money the way i think about savings the way all that's completely different and so you can compare it to 2009 10 right but it's going to be different because the people spending the money is different. True. Very, very true. So, I mean, the reason why, correct me if I'm wrong, that the reason why they want to slash interest rate is they want to help out. Um, or I'm, yeah, interest rate is because they want to help mm-hmm. out the economy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess it's more like a domino effect, right? So they're hoping, you know, um, people can get back in the housing market. They're right. hoping that credit card rates can go down so that can yeah. help out with, people paying that back um, which i guess somewhere down the line does that help out the um the job market as well oh i mean the job market has actually been doing really well Mm -hmm. if you look throughout this whole entire time the job market hasn't suffered it's been doing great the problem is is there are um there's tiers to jobs right so the the primary sector are your white collar um financial job right like the mm-hmm. white collar you you don't sweat at all right you're in the right. office you're c-suite and high managers right then you have this the secondary sector right which are people that are just coming in it might be supervisors and down right and then the tertiary level is service uh cleaning up parks plumbers garbage men even mcdonald's stuff like right that level and so the problem is the numbers were kind of skewed with the jobs you see less jobs or you see more jobs added monthly. That's what they always reported, but it was in the tertiary sector. And so what ended up suffering was the middle class and upper middle class people. And that's why you start to see more um, credit card defaults. We went over a trillion dollars in credit card debt. And so they're looking to try to see if this stimulation of the economy will make money cheaper to borrow, easier to borrow. Banks pull back a little bit, credit cards pull back a little bit. And so instead of the $120 that you pay monthly towards your credit card and 80 of it going to interest, maybe only 40 of it will go to interest. And so you start to pay it back and you feel more comfortable putting that money 
you know, towards that. It's it's all like you said, it's a domino effect yeah. across the board. So I think the reason why it was easy just to say like, oh, the job market isn't doing well because you hear and you see the headlines of yeah. the tech sector is laying off 10% yeah. of the workforce. Yeah. I mean, but that's, like I said, that's secondary and primary, right? That's Those are sectors of middle class to upper middle class. These guys, I mean, the bottom level at these companies are making $100,000. Mm-hmm. This is, it's just different. Right. It's different sectors. And so you may see that and excuse it. But then you look at another report in Yahoo and it says we added record number of jobs in November or September. Right. And it was all because it was all the tertiary. And so mm-hmm. you got to kind of what do we always say? Do you do di- due diligence and look in the background and see what's actually moving, who's stating what and why the narrative that they're pushing in that direction? Yeah, 100%. No, it's going to be very interesting to see. Like, I'm going to be very interested. In, we're going to be paying att- attention to what happens in 2024 when they, oh, sure. if they do cut these interest rate and see it's, what's going to, yeah. 22, I was just going to say 2024 is going to be the most interesting year in the past decade. Yeah. Mark my word. If you're not, I would say get your finances together. Um, make sure that you have a plan because there's so much that's changing and so much that's at stake. There's, it's a presidential election mm-hmm. year. So, you know, there are certain things that wouldn't go normally that's going to go sure. people trying to make things look better. Numbers look there's a whole bunch of stuff going on in 2024, along with the economy. So I would say people need to be prepared. That's mm-hmm. that's what I would say. It's it's probably going to be a monumental year. Mm-hmm. It could be good uh, or bad. It's yeah. depends, right? No, 100 percent. I agree. It's going to be very interesting. Um, something else that that was interesting that popped up on our radar is Costco. I think everybody loves Costco. I mean, it's um, linked to the story that you just talked about, interest yeah. rate. I, I mean, that those two are actually linked. Yeah, 100%. And so what yeah. we're talking about is Costco, they show resilience with their company with a $15 dividend payout per stock. So Jeez. I don't know, maybe five episodes ago, we spoke about what dividend, dividends are and how you can implement it in your investing strategy. Um, they are paying out $15 That's crazy. per share. <laughs> as, crazy. as we said in that episode, dividend is basically like a bonus for the shareholder. Hey, right. thank you for investing in our company. Here's $15 per share that you have with stock or with, with Costco, right. uh, which is unbelievable. It's, it's crazy because before we hit record, usually you hear about dividends three dollars per share four dollars oh my gosh that's that's huge that's crazy but we got fifteen dollars right so um they announced that they are doing a special dividends of fifteen dollars a share and um they beat profit expectations in the fourth quarter and um yeah this is the first special dividend since late 2020 uh back then investors got even ten dollars a share which was crazy as well Currently, yeah. the Costco stock price is at, uh, last time I checked, was at $681, which mm-hmm. is an all-time high right now. And um, it, it's pretty crazy. Some of the things, like once you start digging into Costco and what they're doing, uh, one of the reasons why they ended the year so well was uh, not because of the hot dogs, not because of the pizza. The pizza. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they started selling gold. Yeah. They started selling gold online yeah. to only their members last quarter. Um, they were pretty much limiting their members with two per member limits, and they sold about a hundred million dollars in gold. Yeah, 
which man, like this shout out to Costco because that's insane. I, I mean, I, I gotta be, I want to be in that room, whoever threw out that idea, like we'll yeah. sell gold to our members. Yeah. That's incredible. I think it's, but that's only the first part of the strategy, right? So this is a two to three part strategy. Obviously sure. you sell gold. Um, that's going to build up the, the, the books, right? Positive cash, uh, contributions, right? And then what do you do? You tell people that you're going to give them $15 per share. And no matter if you're, you're at an all time high, people go and purchase the shares knowingly, right? So they can get that $15 of dividend because dividends create passive income for a lot of people. And so it's a two step, two to three step plan that they played out and it's well played. Well played. Whoever came up with it phenomenal idea um and and i can see costco beginning to, and what you'll look to see in 2024 is them purchasing other companies they'll start they start to purchase things like i don't know sam's club which I, is the, the, first the competitor yeah. <laughs> like that's the first thing i can think of we're gonna amass a massive amount of cash influx and we're gonna buy sam's and now they'll, they'll all be cast the costcos um you right um and that's I mean, because that's essentially Walmart did the same thing to Kmart, right? So this, that's what I'm saying. You got to like, they're strategically lining things up. I want to see in 2024 what those steps lead to because they're building up for a lot of money, a lot of cash on hand. That either means they're investing in a company or they, they're looking to purchase something or they've already purchased it and have to pay. They have some terms to pay it back or whatever to pay it out. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting because digging a little deeper into how Costco makes their money, um, they actually make little profit from their sales, right? Their gross margins on merchandise was only 11% it's low. in yeah. 2023. But yep. where they make up all their money is they have 72 million members um, as of Q1. And yep. this is the craziest number of, of them all. They have a 90% membership renewal rate. 90%. So that means damn near everybody renewing uh, their Costco membership. I mean, I don't know anybody that, that, you know, just cancels their membership. They keep that thing going. No, a hundred percent. And I think, so you see the same model being copied by Tesla. Uh, and you sent me something and we were like, man, that is, this is crazy. Um, why don't you yeah. get into that? That's a whole yeah. other conversation, but, um, yeah, you see the same thing happen with Tesla, right? Where they are, um, they cut prices, low profit margin, but want to build by volume. It's not the same industry. doesn't work that way. We haven't really seen it working like that. But you see multiple different industries and companies trying to do the same thing. They have, you know, 72, what is it? You said 72 million subscribers. 72 million members. Right. And even if I just increase the membership fee by $1 A across, right, I've, I've, I've gotten, I mean, I've gotten what, $68 million because it's a 90%, you know, renewal. Yeah. And so you just have to think about it. Like it works in that type of stuff. That definitely works. A profit margin of 11% anywhere else is almost deaf to a company. Yeah. That's crazy. I didn't, I mean, I didn't realize that. It, it reminds me of, I, I, the first thing that comes to my mind is like, I think McDonald's, they don't make money or profit on their hamburgers. They make it on their drinks or like the fries or you upselling you on Bro, the additional stuff. McDonald's is a real estate company. True. True. Very true. McDonald's buys, they go and occupy a block and they buy the next two or three lots around it and they sell it and make profit while they're making 
money off the the fries and the and the sauces that they charge you for now, right? So McDonald's is more of a real estate company than anything. Just something to throw out there. A whole episode of McDonald's. <laughs> hey, I'm just you know maybe I shouldn't have told, I shouldn't have said that, but yeah. No, 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 no. You're right. I mean, I mean McDonald's is if you think about like who was I having a conversation with? I was a conversation with my barber Tommy, mm-hmm. and. He's like, yeah, they just built a Mc- in my town that he grew up in. They just built mm-hmm. a McDonald's five years ago. To me, that shows wow. how far along or wow. how far behind a city is wow. when they just added a McDonald's. Just because, like you said, it's a real estate company. They're everywhere. So if they just added that to that town, um, I mean, that, that shows, that tells you enough that you need to know about that, that town. I feel like that... You know, there's certain staples in a city that dictates their progression as they're growing and they and they end up growing into a a, a metropolitan area eventually. Right. Um, Which is 50,000 people or more. And you can see it. Right. Those signs are usually you got. um, So normally. Right. It's a hospital, schools, those Mm -hmm. staple things. But then it's actually in retail. It's McDonald's. Mm -hmm. There is. Walmart, mm. right, which is a necessity. Yep. And you're usually going to get a Target and like gas stations. Gas when you start to see like, and it's weird, you'll see that stuff, and and literally the city starts to, or the town just starts yeah. to grow, grow, grow. So and that's those, an indicator. Those strategically place a Target or Walmart in certain areas. Always, always. Yeah. Yeah, because they 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 look at the demographics of people moving in an area, right? And they'll so they'll time it perfectly to go get the cheap land, build it, and then you know double the profits. Mm-hmm. Smart, very smart. Uh, but yes, that that's Cox, that's Costco. Not to get off topic too much. Um, no, it all and it, and it's related to the first article. Hundred percent. Don't get yeah. it. It's actually related. The reason why not only just the gold, but the reason why people were even interested in Costco is because of inflation and volatility in the grocery prices. So you say, I want to save money in bulk. I want to buy more at a cheaper price, which lends you to Sam's Club or BJ's or Costco. Mm-hmm. You said BJ's. Yeah. What's that? It's a store just like. It's not as big as, as Sam okay. Costco. When you, yeah. When you said, I mean, you know, Costco making a big play like purchasing um, Sam's Club. I mean, that's I can't think of a third competitor. BJ's, but they're so far behind. It's not even. Yeah. yeah it's it's not mentionable. It's just Sam's and Costco. Costco. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, dope. Uh, with that being said, another episode to Wealth Wednesday. If you found any value from anything we said and we said a whole lot in this episode come on now uh share this episode with one other person that needs to hear the latin wealth platform that needs to hear this podcast again we're coming from the latino community giving you guys this information uh you guys let us know who else is doing this on a consistent basis like this uh with that being said it's the latin wealth family we'll catch you guys next week peace peace guys